Green Side, the IGA podcast. Also, Mike McCoy, the 2013 USA. Johnson, now a two-time major champion after becoming the winner of the 144th Open Championship. Welcome to Greenside, the IGA podcast. Clip Brown here with you. we got to do some catch-up. And not ketchup you want to throw on that hot dog. I'm talking about catching up on the latest and greatest Iowa golf news. We're going to talk to Nate McCoy. Got a couple wins recently. We're going to talk to Jeff Collett, 20th IGA Senior Match Play Champion. Aaron Clawson, Lake Creek Amateur Champion. And we might even throw in a couple of the U.S. Junior Qualifiers out at Otter Creek. have Aaron Clawson with us today from Storm Lake, recent winner of the Lake Creek Amateur. Aaron, how are you this morning? Good, good. Glad to, glad to join you guys. So this will be fun. Well, we're happy to have you. Before we, we dive into the Lake Creek Am, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? So yeah, like you said, I'm Aaron Clawson. I'm from Storm Lake, um, Iowa. I've, my, I've got a wife, Kelsey, and then um, in September, we had uh, identical twin girls, Rosemary and Lenora, so they're definitely uh, keeping us busy. Um, Lake Creek is my home course. Um, I grew up in Storm Lake, so I've um, played that course basically all my life, and I love it. It's a, a challenging course, um, you know, for our area, so I'm, I'm glad that we have that course. Um, I I work in manufacturing in actually Sac City, um, Iowa, which is about... Uh, 30 miles from Storm Lake, and um, I guess I, I played college golf at Creighton uh, way back in 2008 and 2009, and then played two years there, and then transferred to Iowa just to go to school, so that's basically, uh, you know, what, yeah. <laughs> that That's the story. <laughs> that's the story, <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> so, well, like you said, you've, you've grown up at, at Lake Creek, it sounds like, um, you know, with the, the Lake Creek Am coming back on the kind of the point schedule, I'm going to call it. Um, you kind of know about that course. And I, I used to coach at Central College a few years ago, and uh, BV used to always host there. So I kind of know a little bit about the course uh, that the wind protects it. And it's a it's a challenge, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And I think that that showed, um, you know, last weekend with all the wind that we had, it was uh, probably 25 mile an hour wind on Saturday and then close to 30 mile an hour on, on Sunday. So it was coming dead out of the south. So it was actually a fairly tough wind. It kind of made some of the par fives play a little bit longer. And, um, you know, so I think the show, the scores, you know, we had a pretty good field and the scores, you know, the cor- course did hold up with 300 being the winning score. Well, I was just going to say you had, you had rounds of 71, 73 under total for a, a two shot win over uh, JD Anderson uh, got off to a, I would say a good start 71 the first day from, from the sounds of things with the, the weather, weather, excuse me, with the weather. Um, mm-hmm. Can you kind of just talk about maybe your opening round and kind of where you thought you'd, you'd be with that 71? Yeah, I thought, you know, with the wind, I thought it was a good round. Um, I really all all weekend long, I, I hit the ball really well. I think um, a little bit putting in the wind was was tough. I had actually two. Well, I had a three putt on my, my double bogey on on number eight on the first day was a, a three putt from probably like 15 to 18 feet. Just missed a couple short ones on the first day. So 
Um, you know, the, the putter wasn't necessarily my strongest, but then, you know, the ball striking is kind of what carried me through, I'd say. And it looks like you were maybe tied for the lead going into that second round. If I'm looking at this scoreboard correctly, um, birdied the first hole right out of the gate. Uh, so I have a nice par on two and then kind of a little, little hiccup, but, but let's not forget. Then you birdie looks like four out of the next five. So a little, little roller coaster there to start, but uh, I'm sure those birdies kind of helped soften the blow of the, of the seven that popped up on you on number four. Yeah. I mean, that's where the second day I was just trying to still kind of stay aggressive. I knew that there were a lot of, you know, I knew I was tied for the lead, but I knew that I was going to have to play a good round if I wanted to win. So I started off really well. I hit a, I mean, a real nice drive down number um, one, which is a par five and it was downwind. I had like 150 yards left on that hole. So um, hit, hit a, I think a, either a gap wedge or a pitching wedge onto that green and two putted. So I was feeling really good and the wind was coming hard out of the south and there's like on number three it's a 210 yard par three and the pin pin was tucked on the front right so there's a little like mound over on that side so you really don't want to miss right but with that wind coming so hard out of the right i i kind of short-sighted myself and um, took my medicine for a bogey there so i wasn't too disappointed being even par through sure. three but then sure. um Number four is a, a pretty short par five, and it, but it was dead into the wind. And I, I, I hit one out to the right and I was, I had a really good lie and I was borderline whether I wanted to go for the green or not. So um, in the end, I decided to go for the green and um, it was definitely not a, not a very good decision. So I um, ended up hitting a tree, I airmailed it over the green, had to, it was on the cart path. Luckily I had to drop and um, chipped it all the way to the front of the green and three putted. So I think, you know, the guys that I was playing with were probably like, he's really falling apart here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was a, it was kind of a, a moment where I was like, okay, you gotta, you gotta calm down and you write the ship, don't you write the ship. So it was funny. Cause my, my dad actually, um, that morning I had my uh, niece's baptism so I was hoping for a late tea time because I was the godfather so okay. uh, I actually went to church um, and and did that whole thing at at uh, 10 o'clock and I teed off at 12 30 so my dad was going to meet me out there but he went to the party at my sister's house beforehand so anyway he meet he met me on the course on uh, on hole number five so <laughs> good timing I guess <laughs> so yeah, I was kind of joking after the round that maybe he was the good luck because then I went on a little bit of a run there. So <laughs> that was uh, that was good. yeah. So you you turn in thirty four. Um, are you a guy that kind of like watches the scoreboard? Are you kind of checking it on your phone, or are you just kind of keeping the the binders on and and uh, keeping your head well, down? Yeah, I mean, I I didn't check the scoreboard. I mean, I've played in I like earlier this spring I, I played I always play in like the U.S. Open qualifier and that's kind mm -hmm. of more of a short sprint so I'll depending I'll check the leaderboard and something like that I want to know kind of what I want to do but um, I guess I I knew that obviously JD and a couple guys were pretty close in the group behind but 
I knew that kind of in our group that I kind of was holding my own and I thought I maybe had a one or two shot lead. So I really didn't look at the, the, the scorecard or, you know, the scoreboard at all. So I think that that kind of helped me. Um, but I was, I mean, it was really windy. So I was just kind of trying to make, make pars when I could and, and be, you know, kind of make sure that I was hitting putts the right speed and not leaving myself, you know, three, four footers in, in that wind. So that was, that was the really good thing. I think I went back after I finished and on Sunday, it, it was really windy. And I think I ended up hitting 16 of 18 greens. So um, I think that was kind of the, the thing that, that kind of carried me through, but um I did finally, when we got to number 18 T, I kind of asked my dad, he'd been um, talking to some people that were uh, following the tournament. He was looking on it on, we were looking on our phone and I asked him off the tee, I was like, do you think I should hit a four iron? Cause it's like, a, it's a short par four, but you know, that's kind of a conservative play. And he's like, yeah, I hit the four iron. So I was like, okay, I, that kind of told me that I still had a lead. And then when I was hitting my second shot into the green, I asked him, should I aim for the middle of the green? And he said, yes. So then as we were going up to the, the green, I'm like, okay, how many, you know, what do I have a lead here? And he's like, yeah, you basically need a three putt to win. So that way I knew that I didn't need to get too aggressive or anything. So took a little pressure off that last, last green, didn't it? Yeah, for sure. Well, you kind of answered my question, I think, but would you say kind of the keys for you was just kind of accepting the wind, accepting the conditions and, and doing kind of as good as you could, obviously? Yeah, I think that's one thing I've always kind of thought is I'm, I've always been a good player in, in bad conditions, whether it be like rain or wind. And I think, you know, you just got to, so I think it's a mindset that you have, you know, I think a lot of times in those types of conditions, uh, my uncle used to tell me back in the day, he's a, he's a big golfer and he would say, um, you know, in bad conditions, it eliminates half of the field. So, you yeah. know, just mentally. So I've always kind of thought that and just kind of kept grinding <laughs> on playing. So Aaron, and I know this is a little bit different for everybody, but I'm always curious, you know, playing your home course. Um, obviously I think there's some advantages. You kind of maybe know some lines of, of, you know, maybe tee shots or kind of, Hey, I hit it here and it's going to bounce here. Um, and then also maybe places where you, if you kind of get offline a little bit, okay, I can miss it over here on the, you know, the left side of this green and have a, you know, have a good, good look at a, at a chip. But on the other hand, I feel like sometimes it's tougher because you're kind of, ex you kind of expect like, okay, I'm going to hit it here. I'm going to hit it on the green here. And then sometimes when, when things kind of go awry or maybe you hit a shot, it's like, okay, I haven't hit one here for a while. Does that just talk me through that playing on your home course. Yeah, I think, like you said, I think there's an advantage, there's an advantage because you played there. I mean, you know, you know, the course, but one thing I was talking about with some of my friends out at the course is last year when I played, like the course is set up a lot different than it is normally. So like one thing, they usually get the greens running a lot faster than normal for the Lake Creek Am. So some spots where you, you know, you play all year long and you don't think of it as a one you need to be careful on, you know, I ended up last year when I played, I 
blew some putts past just not respecting I guess some of the things where you know when you get the course running a little faster so that's one part of it is just kind of taking your previous you know experience and memories you know and saying well the green you know because I played fast greens you know at other courses and I don't think it's that big of an an issue it's just you know get changing that mindset at that course I guess and then I think you know with it being your home course there's a, a little more pressure I would say because you know you've got all the members you know coming up to you and saying you know that you know expecting you to win I guess in a certain way because you know I don't know I so I think just having it be the home course it's like your one opportunity at a big event like this so I think there can be a little bit of extra added pressure that way you know going back to your second round you have that you know the hiccup on four is it is it kind of knowing the course being like hey I can I can get a couple of those back obviously it's always tough to come back from a a bigger number but did you feel like hey I can you know I'm still okay I I did I mean I knew it was really early and I mean I I knew it I, I felt like I was swinging it really good so that made me feel fine it was just kind of a mental lapse that kind of happens caused, doesn't it <laughs> it happens yeah so <laughs> so I figured next hole was downwind but I was like just try to I mean that was my whole thing just just try to make free swings because if you start getting tentative then you're, you're a little bit off here a little yep. bit off there so you just got to kind of play loose and I feel like that's kind of as I've gotten older I've been able to do that a little better I mean I've always been able to play good golf it's just being able to do it when you know when it counts <laughs> that's that's what matters right when under the yep. gun if you can you know you can keep, <laughs> keep your wits about you you'll be just fine won't you yep for sure for awesome. sure well Aaron I appreciate you coming on the podcast uh congratulations on your your win at Lake Creek and uh look forward to seeing you down the trail thank you yeah for sure it was I was going to mention that it was great to catch up like uh, Nate McCoy. So I played um, in a lot of IGA events probably about 10 to 15 years ago. So it's been a long time. So it was good okay. to you know see Nate and JD and all those guys. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, you bet. Take care. Yep. Before we welcome our next guest, I want to give a shout out to Brett Taylor, senior division champion of the Lake Creek Amateur, as well as Joel Unick, who defeated Tom Schill in a playoff for the Super Senior Division title up at Lake Creek. Congratulations, guys. All right, welcome back to Greenside, the IGA podcast. Got uh, my office mate, Nate McCoy, with me today. Nate, how are you today? Doing well, Clint. It's nice to be back on the podcast. Yeah, well, we're always always glad to have you. Uh, you had a couple good weeks here a few weeks ago, I guess. Uh, we'll start with... Uh, the classic in Marshalltown brought home the victory. Yeah. You know, uh, that's a, it's a fun event. I, uh, have been wanting to play it, you know, pretty much since the event was, was introduced a few years back. And I, I, you know, for whatever reasons, I just was never able to play it until really last year. And, um, you know, it was, it was definitely different, you know, kind of getting my head around, you know, just trying to score points and trying to just make birdies, you know, and, and maybe be a little bit more aggressive than, than uh, when I was just playing regular stroke play. So that was, it was, it was nice to play it last year. And then this year, you know, um, 
kind of understanding, having a better game plan and idea of what I wanted to do. It, it, it was, you know, obviously a, a, a lot of fun and uh, had a good, good kind of, you know, good couple of days. Uh, you know, I didn't play necessarily that well, but I, I hit some shots when I needed to, to kind of keep in it and uh, not really, you know, give away any extra points that I didn't need to. So, so it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, for those that are listening and aren't aware, the Classic is at Elmwood Country Club up in Marshalltown, and they use a modified scoring system. So it's, you know, you're getting points for birdies and, and pars and, and all that good stuff. So Nate had rounds of 41 points and 44 points. Uh, we're kind of chasing that second day. Nate, did you – you said you kind of had a game plan coming in. Were you did that, did that waver at all, maybe the second day, knowing you were – you know, a few points behind, but, but with that being said, you know, a birdie is four, if I'm, if I'm correct. And a par is two. So you can pick up a couple points just by one stroke. Can't you? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is it it's as in stroke play, you know, you're thinking, okay, I'm, you know, if you're, if you're two back, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, it's a little bit different than being just, just basically, uh, you know, and, and it's almost, you know, heck if I make birdie and he makes uh, the guy who was leading, let's say he makes bogey, you know, and he gets one point, then, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's three points. That's a three point swing or, or, you know, something like that. So it's, so it's a, right. uh, you know, or you make an Eagle, you can make, you know, and which out, out at Elmwood, there's a couple par fives you can actually, um, you know, get on into. And, and one of them, you know, we, with a very short, short club. So it's, you know, you can make an Eagle and jump, you know, jump even further. I think you can make uh eight points i believe for yeah. for an eagle so so it's a lot of fun i mean it, it really you're you're kind of trying to you know figure out where you're at in the tournament you know obviously the guys who are usually going off first are going to have more points than you just because they're accumulating points as they play so you're kind of trying to do the math in your head trying to figure out okay how many you know when you're coming down the stretch you know how many you know, how many points, if I just make pars, you know, and make two points, you know, on each hole, you know, that's going to give me this many points. And then he's going to have to do this. And, you know, you're kind of playing games in your head, but it's, uh, which kind of makes it fun. Um, you know, obviously if, if that was the way we had to play golf every week, it'd be, it'd be tough, uh, mentally to kind of, um, you know, go through that constantly, but it's, it's, it was a lot of fun. And I, I played with a real nice player in the last round, uh, who I, I hadn't met before. His name's Owen, Owen, uh, uh, Sawyer. Yeah, yeah. Great, great, uh, great kid, uh, real good player and, and, uh, really never let off the gas. I mean, you're kind of always expecting a kind of a young, young kid to kind of get a little nervous coming down the stretch and, and really he didn't, you know, he kind of kept the throttle down and, and I, I was kind of the one getting nervous coming down the stretch and kind of let a few slip, you know, slip early. So, uh, um, uh, he did a great job and, and kind of kept, kept uh kept kept going so um now is that is that john's son am i putting that together right uh, mike mike, mike Sawyer's yeah son. mike yep. yeah who used to yep. play in a lot of our stuff and was a was yeah. a player and I, I think he's starting to play maybe a little bit more now that his son's out there i think they played in the four ball if i remember right yeah yeah and i i think uh from talking to him you know hopefully we'll get get mike out here a little bit more this year i mean he's uh got a lot of you know a lot of history and it's been around for a long time played you know, obviously, uh, it's a very good player himself. So, so it, it, to have him around and have his son play, you know, having those two new guys basically back in the mix uh, would make it a lot of, you know, just obviously makes Iowa golf better, that much better. So you, you mentioned, I don't want you to give away your secrets, but can you kind of summarize kind of your game plan coming into Elmwood? Cause like you said, you can, you can make up a lot of points 
you know, pretty quick on, you know, by just a couple of strokes, but also, you know, if you kind of get in that mindset of, you know, Hey, I'm just trying to make pars. Well, a guy makes, you know, two or three birdies, he's made up six points on you. Yeah. Well, and you, you know, you're, it's, it's really easy to, to kind of get, uh, kind of discouraged or, or a little down on yourself out there because, you know, there's some holes, there's some really short holes out there that, that uh, you think you should w- always walk away with the birdie on and, and you might walk away with a bogey just because of how um, the golf course has now been kind of uh, changed over the last few years due to, you know, um, derecho and a few other things that are kind of, that they're really making the course something really special. And, and it's, it's no longer kind of the old Elmwood that everybody remembers. It's obviously a, it's got a mix of, you know, playing a little bit of Pinehurst with a, uh, you know, a little bit of Cedar Rapids country club and all mixed into one, basically, if you can kind of imagine that, but it's a, you know, very difficult golf course and everything's kind of shaved, um, shaved down off the side. So if, you know, you barely miss a green or if you, if you hit a green and you, you know, kind of hit it on a side, but that has kind of a false, false side or false front, I mean, you can, um, end up 30, 40, 50 yards away in some holes. So it's, it's, which I think's why, this format is so fun with at that golf course because you know there's holes that you can really take advantage of and make eagles and make birdies but it's also the type of golf course where you know you can get really frustrated with yourself because you you might play a you know a, i think if everybody remembers maybe the fourth hole there i mean you're hitting the final round we were hitting three woods and you could reach the, the green with a three wood it's a par four and i mean i think our group maybe played it like three over you know and it's it's uh it's just kind of a, it's just kind of staying, you got to kind of stay, you know, um, you know, in the, in the present, uh, focus on each shot as you go and, and, and just can't get discouraged because, you know, it's just, everybody's, everybody's going to be playing the same course and going through the same, same stuff. I actually happened to, to bogey or double the, the sixth or seventh hole, the, the par five, um, both days and it's a hole that you know you know guys are going to be making birdies and possibly eagles on and i'm walking away with you know either one point or two points uh or you know one two or maybe no points so it was a very very frustrating uh for me that that's kind of where i had to kind of bear down and just realize okay it's just one hole i can easily make a birdie on the next hole and get that back but but uh, just kind of staying kind of staying kind of in the present and not getting discouraged I, I, you won't say this, but I, but I will, I know you hadn't practiced a lot leading into that event, Nate, how did that kind of play into your, maybe your game plan a little bit? Yeah. You know, that's, that seems to be the battle now. And, and like, uh, you know, like, like I said earlier on another podcast, it's like my dad warned me, you know, this is going to be what mid mid amateur golf is going to be like, you know, you're not going to, not going to have a lot of practice and you're going to be, uh, you know, you're going to have to just play with what you got. And so, I've gotten better about just kind of showing up and just trying to rely upon, you know, uh, a good mindset and a good positive attitude and just not trying to do anything special. You know, I'm not trying to hit, you know, uh, shots that I don't think I have the ability to hit anymore. Um, I just kind of try to hit a lot of straight shots and just play with what I have. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different game when you're not, when you don't feel prepared, but you're trying to, maybe fake it and believe that you are. And that's kind of part of the game, I guess. And, and um, you know, it's definitely a challenge as the summer goes on though. Thankfully we have a lot more rounds, you know, we can get under our belts and uh, you know, even if you're not practicing as much, you're at least playing, playing more golf. So you're feeling a little bit more prepared. Getting more swings in. 
Well, before we move on to the to the mid-am, I do want to mention uh, in the senior division at the Classic, Curtis Hawk was the champion in that division, and Rob Christensen there from Marshalltown won the super senior division, so had a had a nice field at the the Classic. And like you said, uh, Nate, you know that that tournament just continues to to improve, and I think the the guys are do really enjoy the you know the modified scoring uh, you know format early in the season because yeah, you can I mean you can make a you know a double or a triple and obviously you don't want to, but you can do that and still, you know, still recover with, with points down the, down the trail on, uh, on future holes. That's right. That's right. So uh, a week later up at uh, Spencer golf and country club, home of the, the Northwest am that everybody, well, most everybody knows about, I guess uh, we had our 37th mid amateur championship. Another win for you, Nate. Uh, how'd that go for you? You know, it was, it was uh it was good. It was another one that I kind of, you know, maybe didn't feel as prepared for, but I, and I've never played the golf course. So, you know, you're going into it, you're, you're looking at the scores from the Northwest AM. That's really all I right. could go off. Exactly. Of. And I'm yeah. seeing, you know, guys shooting 20 under par and, uh, you know, 15 under 20 under par and three or four rounds. And, and it's, uh, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to have to, going to have to make a lot of birdies here. And, and I played a practice round uh, with one of our interns, Justin uh, Farrell, who we were, uh, basically we went up and marked the golf course a little early and, uh, and, uh, we played it and I was like, man, this actually is, it's pretty tough. Like, I don't, I don't know how these guys are, are, uh, shooting 20 under par, you know, I, I, and from what I learned, you know, obviously the golf course plays differently when it's, you know, in the middle of summer and it's hot mm -hmm. and firm and, and, uh, all that, but, you know, we kind of got a tough stretch of weather for, for our event and, uh, course changed a lot. And, you know, I think that kind of, um, you know, really kind of separated maybe the field a little bit and kind of, you know, kind of brought out the kind of some of the, the cream, I guess, to the, to the top. So, so uh, no, it was, it was a great, great event and uh, um, really enjoyed the golf course. It was, you know, as I said, it was first time playing it. I thought it was, you know, in great shape. Greens were, were really good. And uh, you know uh, yeah, it turned out to be a, be a nice, nice two days. Well, rounds of 72 and 70, Nate, for a one-shot victory over J.D. Anderson. Um, and I think I talked to you maybe just briefly after your round. Were you, were you kind of thinking 72 might be maybe a little farther off the lead after that first day? Or did you, did you think 72 was, was still right there? No, I thought I was way out of the lead. Yeah. I, I actually got done with nine. And I, was, I can't remember if I shot even or one under. But um, whatever I shot, I, I felt like, man, I'm getting lapped right now. That's what I felt like because mm – -hmm. um, it just at that time, I mean, the wind wasn't maybe blown as hard uh, that morning. And so I, I felt, you know, I'm like, oh, geez, you know, guys are going to be probably, you know, somebody's going to post 65 or something. That's what I thought. And, right. you know, you come in and you kind of eventually, right, you know, after I finished, I, I immediately went to scoring. So then I was going to be able to be be the guy basically seeing first, you know, be the first guy to see what everybody should, yeah. you know, shoot. And, uh, you know, and I saw, you know, there was a couple of scores under par, but overall, I mean, everybody that came in, it was just like, ah, that was hard. You know, it was, it was playing tough. And I'm like, well, maybe, I, maybe it actually was. And I, I just, uh, you know, it kind of maybe uh, showed me that, you know, the course maybe did hold up pretty, pretty well. And, and maybe what I was expecting maybe didn't, you know, really wasn't going to happen this week. So I, I, uh, yeah, I think a lot of players thought the same thing I thought though. They all thought they were kind of, kind of well behind the the leaders and then they find out that they're only a shot or two back and and which was I think everybody was probably relieved nobody went too low because we were all kind of still in it 
Well, I was just going to say, when the dust kind of settled after that first day, our, our good buddy and former intern David Combs was leading, and, you know, you're only two shots back. Uh, he posted 70 that that first day, a nice score. Um, did you feel like going into the second round, if you kind of kept something around, you know, par, maybe maybe a couple under, which you, you did shoot, um, was going to be good enough? Or did you, did you feel like – did you still feel like maybe somebody might shoot a low in the, that second day? You know, that second day, I, it, our weather forecast was was looking kind of poor. You know, it looked like it was going to get pretty windy and we had some rain. So I was thinking, you know, okay, you know, I mean, I still wanted to shoot under par, but I didn't think I needed, I wasn't thinking, okay, I got to go shoot 65 because um, after the first round, I just kind of, I learned that, you know, the golf course was just playing a little tougher. So I, I, I did want to shoot under par and I felt like if I could do that, you know, I'd have a chance, um, a chance to, to contend, you know, for the championship but i uh you know and having david there and, and jd and those guys i mean we had a lot of guys i think jp kramer was was right there and i think he's a hometown kind yep. of hometown guy yeah, uh, grew up in Spencer, yeah grew up there and so he had experience there um you know justin livingston was there and i mean he's you know he was playing really nicely to, to start the second round so there was a lot of guys that that really could have could have won that event and could have uh you know could have done it. So it, it, any of us really, I think all kind of, you know, we were all kind of battling it out throughout the middle of the round and, and really wasn't a real clear, a clear, uh, you know, front runner at that point. So um, yeah, it was tough. Looking back with, you know, it, it being kind of a grind, would you say that was kind of a, you know, a positive or a, you know, a, an advantage for you? Cause I feel like you're one that you're never going to make a, you know, a big number, um, you know, when you can, you can grind out a par when you need to, but you're, you're also able to make some birdies, obviously. Yeah. You know, I, for me, I, yeah, I felt real confident with my ability going to the second round. I made a couple good, good birdies uh, when I need, when I needed to on holes that I, I needed to birdie because they, I knew if the other players would probably be doing the same, but I, I did feel confident. I, I actually, you know, I kind of looked at it as a little internal battle out there with myself. I, I, I kind of get, you know, and I kind of feel like, you know, I'm in control of my own game. I, it's a little more fun for me to kind of start, you know, uh, pushing myself, you know, I'll talk to myself a little bit out there and I'll kind of try to fire myself up a little bit. Um, and, and doing that, it kind of makes, you kind of forget about the weather. You kind of forget about the conditions and you almost look at it as kind of a, it's, it's like you want more of it because you, you're, you enjoy the challenge. And so I was, uh, coming down the stretch, you know, I, I was kind of, enjoying enjoying the battle i, I enjoyed having a, the opportunity to try to win the tournament because the this you know the conditions weren't great and i felt like i had you know i wanted to prove myself that i had the ability to to, to close it out you know in in tough conditions so so uh, yeah i felt i felt pretty good um you know and that's that's not obvious obviously every week i had you know a kind of a opposite experience last week at lake creek but uh you know, where I was just, uh, just didn't feel like I was in control as much. So, so it's, uh, you know, when, when you feel good and, and it's working right, you know, it's, it's definitely, uh, as everybody would, would admit, you know, it's a lot more fun to play. Well, speaking of Lake Creek, uh, we had Aaron Clausen on, uh, as well on, on this episode a little bit earlier that, uh, the listeners have listened to, and he had some nice things to say about you, Nate said, good to see you and good to kind of get back to competing against each other. And, and all good, that good stuff. So I wanted to let you know about that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, um, so, yeah, so the, the win at the Classic, win at the Mid-Am, moves you up into tie for seventh on the all-time wins list, uh, tied with uh, Sean McCarty, 
and John Olson. So that's got to feel pretty good, kind of moving up the ladder a little bit, chasing uh, chasing your dad. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I uh, I'm really glad that John Brown, uh, who's obviously a Hall of Famer, came up with that all times win list wins list because it does kind of start putting things in perspective. Uh, you know, when you start getting into that top ten. Um, as I just kind of did this year, it, it does kind of put things a little bit more in perspective of like, you know, what's maybe what I have, I guess, accomplished, uh, you know, I feel like I'm still light years, slight years away from what my dad, Gene, John, you know, Olson, all those guys have done, but it does, uh, it does, you know, it is nice to see your name kind of get up there because there's a lot of good players that, that have come before us that, you know, have done some great things. So kind of blaze that trail, haven't they? Exactly. exactly. Well, and I'm sure it's kind of fun too to look at, you know, guys that, you know, like John Jacobs and, you know, Bob Leahy and, you know, guys that you're, you, you know, you've passed in the, the last year or so to kind of put that in perspective too. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the one thing that those guys, they, they've all had, uh, I, I, you looking at a lot of those guys, you know, having those Iowa AM championship wins or having, uh, you know, Iowa open wins. Uh, those are kind of the ones I'm kind of, I really want to chase, you know, in the future and, and, I'd love to get a couple of those just because I feel like that does kind of um, kind of caps off a really good amateur career. I mean, it's uh, winning a state amateur or state open, I feel like is uh, kind of the two, kind of the two big ones that I kind of want to cross off before I obviously conclude my amateur career one day, but, um, but uh, those guys have done, you know, they had some great, you know, played some great golf back in the day and, and they had obviously fewer events than we have today to, to compete in. So for what they did, it's uh, pretty remarkable. Well, Nate, I know you're busy. You got course ratings and handicap questions to answer and uh, all that good stuff. So I'm going to let you go. Uh, we always appreciate you coming on the podcast and, and chatting with us. And uh, I guess I'll, I'll see you maybe for lunch. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Okay. Talk to you later. All right. See you. Yeah. Bye. All right, welcome back to Greenside, the IGA podcast. Got Jeff Collett with us, uh, winner of the 20th IGA Senior Match Play Championship up at Fort Dodge Country Club. Uh, before we dive into that, Jeff, uh, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm uh, from Ottumwa, Iowa. I was born and raised in Ottumwa and uh, went uh, to University of Iowa and uh, played golf at University of Iowa until 1992. And then afterwards, uh, went to optometry school and started practicing optometry about 26 years ago now and I'm, I'm currently with Wolf Eye Clinic down here in Ottumwa so I moved back to my hometown in Ottumwa. Okay okay I, I knew you were an optometrist but I wasn't sure how long you had been practicing and, and where all so I was, I was curious about that. Yep I came right back here and I started practicing in a two-man practice and we joined other bigger practices and eventually we, uh, we were uh, merged with Wolf about, uh, about eight nine years ago. Okay. Good, good deal. Well, uh, Ford Dodge country club, um, pretty, pretty good to you this last week, wasn't it? Yes, it was. That was a really enjoyable experience. So you, uh, you get the four seed stroke play qualifying with a, with a nice round of 72. I thought, uh, anything, you know, low seventies, I thought was a really good score out, out at Ford Dodge country club. Yeah. I, I had not played there. Uh, I played there, only one other time and that was in the IGA four ball about probably about 10 years ago and I didn't remember a whole lot and the course is a little different they had taken some trees out so but uh, the whole gist of the course uh, you know the way it's laid out I can't I do remember that um, 
So yeah, I was actually fairly comfortable. It kind of reminds me of my uh, home course, the Atoma Country Club growing up. It's kind of similar with, with kind of, you know, greens that are fairly quick and tree-lined fairways. And uh, so it, yeah, so I felt pretty comfortable there uh, right away. Well, as you kind of led me into my next question, uh, Jeff, because I wasn't sure if you if you played the Fort Dodge Am a few times or not. So you you said you, you hadn't been up there for a while. Um, had you, did you play a practice round prior to? I uh, no, I did not play a practice okay. round. I played in the Fort Dodge Am maybe when I was eighteen, but you know, being thirty four years ago, I didn't remember much of it. <laughs> so so my only memory I had of it was here just recently, about ten years. Even that was a little sketchy. Yeah, you were probably like, oh, I used to be able to hit it over that tree, but that was, you know, that was 30 years ago, I guess, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the, the trees are much bigger now, I can tell you that. <laughs> well, uh, so you, you get into match play, and obviously, you know, anybody you're going to play is going to be a good player, but Curtis Hawk, right out of the gate, uh, here we go, right? Yeah, I, I really wasn't even paying attention to what the scores were, and uh, I was just talking to some of the guys after our rounds, and and so I went up to Curtis and I kind of was asking him, I'm like, well, how'd you play? He goes, oh, I didn't play very well. And so what would you shoot? And he said 80. And I go, oh, I'll go, oh, that's not good. <laughs> so, so, I, so I went and looked and sure enough, I had to play Curtis, who I'd played with a couple of times. I had not played with him at all until this year. And I played with him a couple of times this spring in various other tournaments. And he's just such a good, steady player that I was, uh, I was, disappointed but then i had to tell myself you, know, you have to beat everybody to move on anyway so but i was you know there the the field was so strong right. this year from really from top to bottom that there was really no easy you know easy out everybody had had a good game so it was going to be that way all the way through all the matches but that kind of really set the tone for me to realize i just really need to kind of focus on one at a time because you're going to have another good player coming up after him so that's just kind of the way it was set up. Well, you were able to get by Curtis in 19 holes and then uh, Jay Slings, another 19 hole victory. You're probably pretty tired after that first day. I was, yeah, I, I don't play 36 very often in one day. So uh, 38 holes was certainly a stretch. So I was pretty tired. Yeah. Those are when those uh, matches come down to the wire like that, you know, when you come down the very few, the last few holes and you're either up one or down one or, that's those are pretty stressful and then to take in an extra holes that sudden death that even just adds on the uh the uh, anxiety <laughs> of, of playing tournament golf well and and as we both know match play anything can happen you know you can play maybe a little shaky and, and get by or you can play incredible and the the guy you're playing's you know playing just as good if not a little better and you and you lose so it's it's kind of a it's a frustrating format but yet exciting yeah, it's exciting that you don't always act, absolutely have to play your best right. to win. So that so even if you if you're not feeling great or your swing doesn't feel good or you're not putting great, if you can sometimes or somehow compete and uh, just be able to kind of turn the the tide on the other player and try to put a little pressure on him, then all of a sudden you get the, that pressure kind of gets relieved from you. So it's just little ebbs and flows during the match that uh, are kind of key in all those. And I, I guess I, let's see, Jeff, I, I, did I look at that wrong? You played, we just played one, you just played your qualifying round the first day, right? I gotta, I gotta remember. No, we, we played, uh, see, we played the, no, we played the qualifying round and then I played Curtis the, the first. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I, I kind of misspoke there. I apologize. I got to looking at my bracket and got ahead of myself. So yeah, so you had your qualifying match 
or your, sorry, your qualifying round, and then you played Curtis, and then the second day, you morning played Jay nineteen holes, Jay. And, and then mm-hmm. you got by uh, Terry Cook five and four. So a little yes. a little earlier day done <laughs> done at the course the second day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it was starting to kind of wear me down though that much golf in two days but but yeah so I got I got done a lot earlier the second day so it was nice to be able to kind of relax a little bit after that well you you uh the the gauntlet doesn't get any better you draw the medalist Jay Gregory why don't you talk about that match a little bit with with me yeah I I have not played with Jay before um I've certainly have seen his name and I've only been around kind of in the senior uh tournaments here for the last couple years but uh I know he's been a good player and he's, you know, he's always been kind of a, a ranked player in the, in the amateur ranking. So I knew he was going to be good, but I didn't, I had no idea, you know, uh, what to expect from him. And, and uh, you know, he's, he's really solid. I mean, you know, you can see that he really controls the golf ball well. And I I don't think he probably played his best against me, which kind of helped me uh, because I think if he did, it would have been maybe a different result, but, but uh, it was a good match. Uh, You know, we, we uh, started out right away and <clears throat> hit a couple good shots in on number two. And uh, I was fortunate enough to make that putt. And we just kind of, I was, we were within about one the whole time, you know, one hole, um, you know, one up lead most of the time and just kind of back and forth a little bit. But um, the, I was able to close them out on the 17th hole when uh, I was able to hit my second shot to about three or four feet. And I had to make that for the win to win two and one. So. And I did. So that was good because I didn't want to go to the 18th hole again. I don't like the 18th <laughs> hole. So. Might as well just it, take it, that pressure off, right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I think I've parted it maybe once all the time I played it. <laughs> I'm not okay. even sure. Okay. Yeah. Stay away from that 18th. You'll be, you'll be mm-hmm. all right off. Uh, so, yeah. So then uh, Ron Peterson in the finals, uh, you and Rondo from I was with the super senior match um, that that afternoon. But it sounds like you guys had a, had a pretty good match yourselves. Yeah, we did. I I had uh, I played uh, Rondo last year actually at, yes. at uh, Geneva, so I'd been familiar with him, and I've played with him a couple other times. I I played with him in Marshalltown this year, and so um, yeah, so I I kind of knew his game, and we we have pretty similar games, and I, so I was I was comfortable playing him, and and uh, you know you know he's I consider him a good friend. So, uh, but we had we had a good match. We you know, started out a little sketchy. We were both a couple over par after about four holes. And uh, then we started kind of getting into it a little bit better, but I think we were just kind of probably the nerves and just the, the wearing wear down of, of uh, you know, five, five rounds already. So, but uh, yeah, it was a good match. And uh, I was fortunate to, to come up on top uh, at the end there. Jeff kind of looking back, was there maybe one or two things that kind of stood out for you kind of led to your, your success uh for for this tournament you know i it's pretty much it helps to putt a little bit better than i have been over the last couple of years i had uh you know been working on my ball striking for the last i don't know three four or five years i've been taking a few um online lessons with some online coaches and things like that and i really have not worked on putting at all and it's and over the last couple of years, I've, I've noticed that I was getting close. You know, I was shooting numbers that would get me in the top five or top three or top eight or something like that. But I just I was just not putting well enough to be able to win. So so like in these matches, 
for the most part, I, I putted better than I have been putting. So I'm starting to see improvements in my putting. That's kind of what it all comes down to me. Cause I think with my ball striking, it will be good enough to be able to compete, but, but I certainly had to, to, you know, not waste strokes on the green, like I had been doing over the last couple of years. With match play and Jeff, this is something I'm always kind of curious um, about with, with players and, um, just curious, like with match play, do you, did your mindset change? Are you, do you play a little, maybe a little more aggressive or are you maybe kind of just kind of seeing what the other guy's doing or do you like to kind of set the tone and they kind of have them respond to you? Um, you know, I'm, I'm probably more reactive than anything else. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm always looking at, I've had a bad habit of being kind of too hard on myself and too negative on myself. So so what I was trying to do in this particular match play was to, to remind myself, um, you know, to stay positive that, you know, you know, if, if I'm on the green, like eight feet away and they end up making a part, I got eight footer for birdie. I'm not worried about, you know, don't run this two and a half feet by or three feet by, cause I don't want to have to make that coming back to time. <laughs> so, so I try to stay positive and just stay in the process of, of making a good, a good stroke or making a good swing and just not worry about the negative results. So that, that was, that was a change in me, this particular tournament that I was consciously trying to make. Well, you had, you had so many close matches. I'm, I'm, I'm just curious, like by, by the time you were done, were you just drained? I mean, just mentally, but also physically. Oh man. Yes. Maybe was, more so mentally was, probably. Right? I was completely drained. Yeah. <laughs> luckily, luckily my wife, Robin was, was with me and she's a, a big supporter of, of mine and she you know I wouldn't be able to do it without her support you know we would after our uh, matches we could go get something to eat and just kind of relax and she always always have little groceries and snacks and everything so she would take care of me and try to reboot uh, reboot the computer so to speak but uh, you know it, that that actually was helpful we were uh, you know just exhausted after after those first couple of days mm-hmm. For sure. Well, Jeff, uh, I want to say again, uh, congratulations on the win. Well, well deserved, and it was uh, fun to fun to watch you play. And uh, appreciate you coming on the podcast. Yes, thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Clint. All right, take care. All right, take yeah. care. Bye. Just a couple quick hitters before we wrap up this episode. Uh, U.S. Junior Amateur Qualifier was held at Otter Creek earlier this week. Nate Stevens, Northfield, Minnesota. Resident fired a hot 64. Michael Takas from Iowa City came out on top in a three-man playoff for the second spot. Uh, those guys will be heading out to Bandon Dunes out in the northwest part of the country later this year. And uh, just want to say congrats to those guys. And uh, we'll hear what they had to say following their rounds. All right, here with Nate Stevens. Nate, uh, 64 today, uh, U.S. Junior Am qualifier. Uh, obviously a good day for you. Yep, played well from start to finish so it was good out here today uh clean card for you did, did you get down here for practice round what was kind of the game plan i guess coming in for you yeah so i came down last weekend to get a look at the course so yeah no bogeys today it was definitely a, a added bonus um did you feel like this is a course that you could kind of get after was it kind of pick your spots just yeah, I thought, I don't, what'd you think all the par fours and par fives i had driver on i didn't really have to i mean it's pretty it's pretty open uh, I was expecting the wind to blow a little more to kind of toughen it up a little, but it mm-hmm. didn't. So I was able to kind of 
freewheel it a little bit and hit driver everywhere. So that was nice. Where were you at when the delay hit? And I guess follow-up question that did that, you know, how'd that affect you? Yeah, so I um I just finished up on 16. I was the only guy in my group to finish that hole. So yeah, I just sat in sat in the car for an hour and a half and ate a sandwich and yeah, when we got back out there I took a couple practice swings and just belted a driver on 17 probably every bone in my back cracked but yeah yeah made it through um i saw you look like you got kind of hot there on the back i mean you're off to a good start on the front don't get me wrong but kind of caught caught fire there on the back are you are you watching the leaderboard or are you just saying hey let's get another birdie no i didn't i wasn't i didn't even have access to it on my okay. phone i didn't okay. even look at it at all so yeah i just made four putts in a row basically on uh 10 11 12 and 13 so yeah that was a good stretch for me well, like I said, 64 has got to be feel, feel good in any USGA qualifier. Yeah. And uh, overall, good day, huh? Yeah, great day. Yeah. Good deal. Here with Michael Takis, uh, our second qualifier from the U.S. Junior Qualifier, uh, 69 today. Talk to me through your day, I guess. Okay, well, started off um, started off pretty solid, I would say. I, mean, I parred the first couple holes. I had a couple of close birdie chances. I just barely missed some. I mean, they're not like long putts, but they're decent size decent range spots and then i think it was seven yeah seven seven no it was eight yeah it was eight so i hit a bad drive got a good bounce kicked back into the rough and then i put on the front edge of the green i made a really long putt to get my first birdie and that started things rolling getting things rolling and then i got to the back nine started off par birdie and then i actually had on 12 i chunked my driver so that just like set me back into things like it's not gonna be a perfect day. And then I just had a battle throughout the rest of the day and to keep myself at 200 par. Obviously you'd like to come out and choose something real low, but did you have a number that you thought you needed to be around today? Well, I thought four under par was gonna win. And so I was just thinking, just make one birdie. You gotta make another one. Sure. Now you can't get satisfied with one birdie, so. Just curious, where, where were you at when the delay hit and did that, how did that affect you? I guess oh. coming back out, was that? Yeah, I finished right as they were blowing the okay. horn. So then Time I had a long, moment. long wait nope. for everybody to finish and then also the thunderstorm to clear through, so. Nope. So then you get into the playoff, uh, what was your, what was your kind of your mindset there? Was it just, hey, try and hit the fairway? And yeah, yeah, that was pretty much it. It was just keep the ball in play, give myself a chance. And I did, and I ended up working, so. I gotta know, was it tough standing over that birdie putt knowing kind of your other guys were kind of not in a good spot where it was it was it tough you know telling yourself hey i still got a job to do with a little bit of a you know obviously you had to make that par putt but yeah the birdie putt that wasn't as bad as the par putt when the kid got in for bogey and it was like a four foot tester for par but right. i practice all the time so it paid off yeah. right there yeah well congratulations and uh good luck right. at the end of thank you